1: Welcome to another edition, the first live edition over a web conferencing app. We're going live right now on Facebook Live. You can catch that on the R2 Consulting page or on the Rick A. Morris Facebook page um, or via Zoom. So there is a way that you could register. You can still jump in and do that if you go to rickamorris.com slash voice america. We are coming live right now via the Voice America, of course, broadcasting network as we always do. Uh, but now we've got a new way to uh, participate with us uh, as we are, uh, you know, I, I've been told I've got a face that that's only for radio. So uh, we are testing that theory uh, as we speak. But we're so excited to have you guys here on another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. Another crazy week for us. Um, got to spend all week at home, which is which is uh, phenomenal. So we've really been working on the uh, the product launches that we've been working on, uh, rickamorris.com. Uh, and uh, been working on the new Mastermind product, which we just released this week. So we're excited about that. You can always go to rickamorris.com slash mastermind to find out all about that um, and the new webinar series. So uh, again, rickamorris.com for those. But uh, we're going to jump right into our guest because, you know, normally uh, I get to go on and on, but you don't always see uh, the guest just waiting there to speak to me. And now I can see him getting impatient to, to talk to me this week. Um, but uh, I'm super excited to have this gentleman on. Uh, he's an executive coach, leadership consultant, digital marketing maven who helps others unleash their awesome on the world. And I know that to be true because he helped me uh, relaunch my entire website. Right? He works with business leaders to help them leverage the talent of their employees while also increasing their revenue. He's been featured on Good Morning America, Fox Business News, and CNN. He's appeared in numerous publications, including the Wall Street Journal, Success Magazine, and the New York Times. And he's shared the stage with numerous thought leaders, including the great John C. Maxwell, Seth Godin, and Les Brown. He's easy to find online, and he encourages you to connect with him on social media man- uh, channels, any which one that you choose. So let's bring him on right now, Mr. Dave Gambrell. Dave, how you doing, brother? Hey, Rick, I'm doing really great, and thanks for the invite on the show today. Looking forward to this. Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to get you on the show because, uh, of course, you have helped me tremendously with the launch. You know, I've talked over the last three or four weeks uh, for everybody that listens to the show regularly about the relaunch of Rick dot com. And I, I did that. So I, I shared the story and I, I want to do it briefly with you. Um, but uh, I had come out of IMC, which is the International Maxwell Certification and John Maxwell Certification uh, on fire from listening to Christian Simpson. And it was talking about needing a, a continuity program and, and really making sure that you're, you're monetizing yourself so you're not always trading time for money. And that's one of the hardest things for a speaker or author or consultant to do. And so I started to research the web and, and look for things and, and so um, I had landed on something called ClickFunnels, but you know I wasn't quite sure. And I think you know as well as I know everybody looks for social proof before they really start to purchase things. And so I started to research a little bit further, and I see this thing called the Digital Marketing Mentorship with Dave Gambro. And I was like, well, let me check into Dave, and I find that Dave is a founding member of the John Maxwell team. So, of course, right, I'm in. So I jump in with you, and you start talking about ClickFunnels, and from, from that point forward, I, I'm now a huge ClickFunnels fan. So talk to the audience really quickly. Uh, just give them a little background of you and, and talk to me about how you got started in digital marketing.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, So yes, I am a founding member of the John Maxwell team. And really what happened was I was doing leadership training, consulting. I still do that. I I do executive coaching, things like that. But what I started hearing a lot, and this is a hint for anybody listening, what I started hearing from a lot of people, a lot of different people at different times in different places and different spheres of influence that I'm a part of, they kept asking me questions about social media marketing, building your email list, all these things, because they saw me doing it. They saw me doing it pretty successfully. It was a challenge for them. And so I was helping people kind of on a one-off basis, just get their thing started, try to figure out where they are, give them some resources to get them going. And from there, what happened was people kept asking, asking, and asking. And I thought, all right, this is not very smart. This is not very, uh, I'm not leveraging my time very well here. Let me figure out a way to do this a little better. And so I started putting just really short YouTube videos together and doing Facebook lives and things like that. That's how my Facebook group started. And I'm just sharing some of these ideas that to me, I thought were pretty basic. Uh, but then I came to realize that basic to me could be awesome to somebody else. And so I kept sharing these things and sharing them. And then what happened was there was a groundswell of, of people who just said, listen, will you help us do this? We need some help. We've got to get started. Let's go. Um, and I, I saw there's a... Um, I think it's called MarTech Magic. There's a there's a website where there's a, a group of guys measures how many digital marketing tools and apps there are available. And in their report last year, it was like a little over 5,000. And you'd think there would be consolidation in this space, but that's not the case. This year, there's like 6,289, I think, on their list of things you could choose from for all your digital marketing needs from your your CRM to your email list to your social media to... Uh, If you're recruiting, um, if you uh, have applicant tracking needs, things like that, there's so many things out there. And so it's just getting more and more confusing. So that's why I try to simplify it for people. That's why I came along with uh, ClickFunnels, which has served me very well. Um, There's other options out in the marketplace. But to me, that was the one that made the most sense for most people. And mostly because it has a pretty strong, what I call an uh, educational ecosystem, So there's books and webinars and videos and all kinds of things that go along with it. So instead of you just getting a piece of software that you're not sure how to use, there's all this other support that comes with it. So that's kind of how I ran into you. I, you know, got to spend some time with you in August at the event down in Orlando. And then we talked about this a little bit and it just kind of took off from there. And uh, we got a group of about 80 so people in a Facebook group that I'm running that are just going crazy with this and and building out their business and like you did i mean you were one of the the top three or four people in there in terms of just taking it and running with it and actually implementing it um we all know that there's a difference between getting information and applying that information and you're one of the people that has applied it and it's been really cool to watch your success over the last couple weeks
1: well, and I appreciate that, but you know, it's it's interesting because there are so many tools. So you know, we're we're obviously fans of ClickFunnels, but you know, Cartridge just came out. There's all these other ones that that are popping through, and I'm getting a ton of questions now. Um, but I think what the the first thing to help me connect the dots is, you know, I've been a professional speaker for the last you know twelve years, thirteen years, um, and so I had you know nineteen, twenty thousand followers on Twitter. I, I'd been doing a blog site. I had been writing books, I had this radio show for three years, um, and so I think there's a lot of people out there like me that are doing a lot of the right things, but I think one of the you know things that you said to me, uh, certainly in August, is you, you could be doing the right things, but you're not necessarily doing things right. Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yes, or, or the other way. People are doing things right, but they're not doing the right things, right? They're just kind of spinning their wheels and doing non-revenue producing things, or they're doing... Things they're not helping them build their email list. So um, I am a firm believer that the number one asset in your business is your email list, period, end of story. Uh, And if you don't believe that, look at what's happening to the people that are building their empires on Facebook and these other platforms where the rules change, right? And then what do you do? It's like building your business on top of a volcano. You just never know when the thing's going to erupt. So I firmly believe you need to be building your email list and so that's what I'm encouraging people to do and as I'm talking to people, they're like, hey, what should I be doing on social media? What should I be doing here? What should I be doing there? I said, listen, you should be focused on two things, building your email list and selling whatever it is you have. Right If you're not selling, you can't continue to do these things but you can't sell if you don't have a captive audience and you can't really have a captive audience if you're not building your email list. So." everything that I'm teaching people to do leads in that direction. And for your listeners, if you want a good resource, that was kind of the foundation for this for me, there's a blog post by a guy named Kevin Kelly. It's called 1000 true fans. It's about 10 years old, I think this year, but it's uh, more relevant than ever because what it really explains in that blog post is if you could essentially get a thousand fans, true fans, super fans that would spend on average of a hundred dollars a year with you and your products, that is a six-figure business for you. And for a lot of people, that would be pretty significant. Now, in your case, you can change the math. You can move the decimal. You can do whatever you need to. You know, do you need to find 500 people at at $500, whatever the case may be? Um, so that's, I would have people take a look at that. And from there, just start building their email list. And I think that should be one of the, the first critical pieces that people should be doing.
1: Yeah, so... Uh... Talk to us a little bit about building email lists because I I think from building email lists, a a lot of people um, may go about that in an inappropriate way. And so, you know, I certainly, and I'll just, I always speak from an area of vulnerability on this show here. Um, I think that that's important uh, to to share with listeners. Um, But um, one of the biggest things that uh, uh, I had to deal with um, is that you know my LinkedIn list got pulled in to my first email, but it was an opt in email, but I got people that were upset over that um, i even got <laughs> I even got slapped on the wrist from jmt um, which wasn 't the you know it wasn 't my intention but that 's what happened but I started to then research you know people are opting in with you on LinkedIn, are they truly opting in, and all those different things. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that, some of those rules, some of the things that gotchas when when you're building an email list.
2: Yeah, so I would certainly, uh, I'm not a lawyer, I will not play one on a radio show. Uh, Obviously, for people listening, consult your local legal folks, but generally speaking, the idea is you should be building an opt-in email list. People should be knowing that they're opting into your email list. You shouldn't be playing gotcha with them. You shouldn't be um, buying a list. Uh, I I do not recommend that at all because people don't know who you are and if they're going to buy from you, they need to know, like, and trust you. So building your email list really comes down to providing value, providing some kind of resource of value to them uh, and then providing that value on an ongoing basis and somewhere in there probably 20, 25% of the time you can be selling whatever it is that you were trying to sell, but you should be adding value 70, 75% of the time. Once they opt in, just continue to add value, continue to do things like that. You can survey your audience things like that so you know when um, they, what they want, when you understand what it is they want, you can provide value to them in a very targeted way and depending on how sophisticated your email list is and the service that you're using, you can segment your list and tag your list and do all kinds of cool things to make sure that the people that want to hear your specific message can hear that message.
1: Outstanding. So, we're going to go ahead and take our first break right here. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. <laughs>
3: In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies. A complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback. Build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins app after app day after day with agile management from CA
0: are you getting the most out of your project management software
1: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guests today, we'd love to have you call into the program at one 472 5790 Again, that's one 472 5790 If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the work-life balance.
1: And we are back to this Friday edition of the work-life balance. And, you know, we're we're about to jump into a topic here, Dave, I think is apropos as we're working out the kinks of this first run of the Zoom conference and, you know, pushing this to uh, Facebook live, all this fun stuff. I, I don't think I could have had a better guest on uh, to, to, to be my pilot guest of, of doing it this way. But, um, you know, one of the biggest issues I think in, anybody does in, in, trying to do content marketing, trying to do digital marketing is is trying to uh, solve the Rubik's cube that can be technology. And and a lot of times it could end up running us completely. So, I mean, what do you say to people that are trying to jump into that market?
2: That's a great question, Rick. And it's the million dollar question. And my answer is this, asking me what the solution is for you, especially when people ask me on social media, like, hey, what should I be doing? What's my best email marketing? What's my best landing page option? What are all these things? It's really like buying running shoes, right? I I need to know, are you just trying to go out and and look great when you go run errands on the weekend? So you you want sneakers that look good and feel comfortable. Do you want to run the, the couch to 5K program where you're just going to get out and start running? Are you going to be doing ultra marathons, marathons? Do you have a wide foot, a narrow foot? Do you pronate, super pronate, over pronate? Do you tend to strike on your heels? Do you, do you strike on your in the toe box? Like all of these things. And unless I know some of the answers to those questions, I can't recommend really good running shoes to you. So the same thing holds true for the technology piece. There's a lot of questions that people need to ask in terms of what is their budget? What's their tech aptitude? Uh, what are they trying to do? What have they already done? What pieces do they have? Are they looking for a what I would call a Swiss army knife solution, kind of an all-in-one where it's not going to do everything really well, but it'll do most things okay. Uh, or do they want really focused, best-in-class pieces that we can get them to all talk together and work together? So that becomes really the the stumbling block for most people is they just, they ask me the question, what's best? And unless I can dig into that with them, I can't really give them a, a solution. I do have some generalized solutions that I think uh, will serve people. And that's why I go with ClickFunnels because they, they will march you through some of those questions to help you kind of get focused on what it is that will, will work for you. But the other problem is, frankly, and I, this may be the bigger problem, is that people don't have a process in place or a strategy. So they don't know what they're trying to do, and they don't have some kind of process in place. And so they basically have a hot mess going on, and they want to buy some technology to automate that hot mess. So if you have a dumpster fire and you automate a dumpster fire, you just have a bigger dumpster fire. So a lot of people, as I start asking them questions, like what is it you're trying to do? What, what is your call to action? What specifically is going on with your business? They don't know. They think that the technology is going to solve their strategy problem or their process problem, which is not the case at all. They need to get those two things figured out first before they can even think about entertaining the technology piece. And so I think once we figure those things out for most people, they can start taking a step in the right direction and getting the tools that will work for them. And like I said, there's over 6,000 choices for people, but there are some that are a little more friendly for people that are just getting started versus people that are a little more advanced. And the one other piece to this is, you know, a lot of people come to me and say, oh, you know what, Dave, Uh, I'm just going to stay in my sweet spot and I'm going to outsource this. And I always say to them, okay, that's cool. Maybe you could do that at some point, but what questions are you going to ask the people that you're outsourcing it to? What, do you even know what it is you're talking about to be able to outsource it? Because if you just go out there and say, I need a website or I want to build my email list, again, there are 6,000 different solutions. And if you ask somebody that's knowledgeable in that space, they'll just say, yeah, I can do that. If you go to a barber and ask them if you need a haircut, they're probably going to say, yeah. right? So that's what happens to a lot of people is they they, they don't know how to outsource it. They don't know the right questions to ask. And that's really where I found myself. The niche for me is almost like a business analyst for people. is helping them understand what their strategy needs to be, what their process probably needs to look like, and then going and getting the technology that works for them.
1: Yeah, and the skills have really transferred over for both of us. I think you and I both have come from the SaaS world and, you know, I, I do project portfolio management implementations and it's the same thing is if your project process sucks, all we're going to do is automate poor results faster in um, yes. Same same situation. But, you know, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, I've, I've worked with several authors already and talking to people with about ClickFunnels and it, it's the same thing. They're like, well, I just spent $10,000 on somebody to create a website and you're like, so is the website generating revenue? Is it, it, what is it What is it doing? And, and quite frankly, I can just share with you my personal results. So you and I know, both know that we've been running this for about a month. And uh, so I launched March 31st. It, you know, we're sitting at May 4th. I had 220 visits on, on rickamorris.com from January to March 31st. We've had 7,000 visits in, in the month of March. I mean, it's just amazing difference in in what you're doing in terms of volume, when you start to think about what is your website actually doing for you?
2: Yes, and what I when I try to explain it to people, I say, listen, it's the equivalent, uh, most people are buying a website that's the equivalent of getting a full page ad in the yellow pages. Uh, I'm not really sure the last time you used yellow pages, uh, every time I get it, because they won't let me opt out of it here, it goes right into the recycling. I, I haven't looked at it in years. Uh, If people are saying that they're using it, they're usually using it as a booster seat for small children in their household. Uh, And so (laughs) (laughs) unless your demographic is in the AARP demographic, then you probably don't buy full-page ads in the yellow pages. The same is true for these websites. People are going and buying static websites that aren't capturing leads or doing sales or anything like that. They may be good for social proof. They may be good for some search engine optimization, but I can almost guarantee those people aren't dialing it in so that they're showing up on the first page of Google. And if you're not showing up on the first page or two of Google, then it's not really worth it anyway. So that's why things like click funnels or lead pages or carts or any of these things allow you to be much more nimble because the name of the game is adding value and selling your thing. And if your website's not allowing you to do either or both, it's probably not serving you at all.
1: And that's that's interesting. <laughs> Side note, just for fun, um, some new weird product, uh, something silver, selenium silver, some junk like that, um, is being sold by a company called R2 Consulting LLC. And because my Web page has been so well optimized i 'm getting calls going i don 't know what this charge is on my credit card and i 'm like i don 't know what it is either <laughs> and so uh, and it 's a shady company i 'm just going to go ahead and throw that out anyway uh, it 's not mine. I can promise you that i 'm not charging your card um, so the magic of all of this though so we, we talk about click funnels, we talk about getting your web page to really start to run, but the, the the real goal of all of this is what though i mean what 's the magic of all of this well, I think the
2: goal there's probably three things that are the goal. One is to just add value to people, right? You've heard Zig Ziglar say, it, you've heard lots of other people say it. If you help enough people get what they want, you're going to get anything you want. So if you're just adding value and the only way to really do that on a consistent basis is through email, maybe through social media, but through an email newsletter, things like that. So it'd be the first thing. Uh, and then the second thing would be, are you selling anything or are you continuing to move the ball down the field with your business uh, because what a lot of people are doing is they're doing all the adding a value part. They're pu- putting stuff on social media. They're doing Facebook lives or whatever, but they're not capturing the emails. And then they're not they're not selling anything. Or right, are you, are you running a hobby or are you running a business? If you're running a business, then at some point you've got to sell something. And if you're not thinking about the path of your prospect or the path of your customer and what it is you're going to do for them and what it is you're going to sell to them and what your upsells and downsells are going to be, then you're just doing a lot of busy work uh, and you're not really monetizing your information. You're not monetizing your expertise, which at the end of the day, that to me, if you're running a business, right, you want to look at your bank statements and say, hey, we got some revenue. Not only do we have revenue, but we have profits. And so you got to sell something to make that happen. And you can't sell it to people if there's nobody on your email list or if you're just doing what I call spray and pray. So a lot of people are just going on social media and going, Hey, buy my thing. And there's been no lead up. There's been no, what marketers would call nurturing of those prospects. So there's, there's no opportunity for those prospects to get to know, like, and trust you. People are just throwing stuff out there and you're going to get some sales, but over the long haul, you're not going to be able to measure anything and you're not going to be able to improve that over time. But if you have people on your email list and you're adding value, adding value, adding value, not everybody's going to buy today and not everybody's going to buy tomorrow. Some people are. But over time, as you provide enough value to those folks, you will see that eventually people come to know, like, and trust you. And then when you're making offers, whether it's your stuff or somebody else's, they've come to trust you so much that they like your recommendation and they'll go with it.
1: Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it certainly was the case for me. When I first started speaking, I started thinking, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I was, I was concerned of, of sending emails. I was concerned of nurturing that email list because I didn't want to be one of those people. Um, but, but there is nothing, you know, if you, if you are doing it from a place of value that you're truly adding value, that you truly care about the market that you're servicing. Because we all know the slimeball side, right? We right. all know the sleazy side of this, of this business. And unfortunately, just like anything else, there's a lot of people who take advantage of that side. Um, but if you really are doing it from a, a place of value and furthering the cause, um, then you gotta get over the limiting belief that, that you have to monetize that because that's only gonna allow you to push your message further.
2: That's right. And the people that are on your list, if you're doing this right, are the people that want to hear from you and want to hear your message. So
1: share your message. That's amazing. So we're going to go and take another break right here. You're listening to the great Dave Gambrill and Rick Moore's here on the Work-Life Balance.
0: Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery?
3: CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader, with more than 2 million happy users worldwide. Not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front?
0: Are you getting the most out of your project management software?
1: comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network
0: You are tuned in to the work life balance to reach Rick Morris or his guests today, we'd love to have you call into the program at one 472 5790 Again, that's one 472 5790 If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the work-life balance.
1: And we are back to the work-life balance into our third segment this Friday afternoon. Uh, and again, meeting with Dave Gambrel. he's a founding member of the John Maxwell team and my personal mentor in the, the digital marketing platform. So as, as we get back into talking about tools, talking about technology, um, you know, one of the things that I was able to do was get rid of a ton of tools when I went to ClickFunnels. Um, and so let's talk about some of just your favorites. I, I, I know that that's very dangerous. Let, let's let's go ahead and throw the disclaimer there, because as you've already stated a couple of times, there's you know, 6,000, 7,000 tools out there. But let's talk about from a personal perspective, your favorites, some of the things that you like to suggest. Um, and then also in the segment, make sure that you drop how people can find you and get in touch with you, Dave.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Okay, cool. So, well, actually, I'll do that to start with in case people want to get this and follow along. So one of the ways to capture leads, I'm sure you hear it on satellite radio all the time, is you can actually have people text message certain codes. And so if you're listening to this in the U.S. or you have a U.S.-based cellular carrier, if you text to the number 44222, it's the number 44222, and you put in the word, it's one word, the list, T-H-E-L-I-S-T, the list, one word altogether to 44222, I'll send you a comprehensive resource list for entrepreneurs. I whittled down that 6,000 to about 250 or so. And I have all kinds of different categories on there from landing page generators to email services to stock photo places, places to get audio, uh, royalty-free audio. So you can do things like this, Uh, all kinds of great resources on there. So a couple of my favorites are You will see that when you opt in via that text message service, that's actually a service called Lead Digits from Lead Pages. And if you're a speaker and you are out on stage, you know, giving presentations on a pretty regular basis, one of the best things to do to be able to capture names in that room is to do what I just did, be able to give out a code that people can text from their phone and opt into your email list. And again, you see what I did there? I'm I'm giving you something of value for that. I'm saying, here's a resource list for entrepreneurs let me send this to you. All you have to do is text your this k- keyword to this number. That's going to ask you for your email address and I'll send it to you automatically. And the service allows you to do that. So what a lot of speakers unfortunately do is they go, they give their presentation, they might get paid for it. They don't always get the list of people that are at the event. And they certainly don't get a list of people that are sitting in their breakout session or in their their thing, unless they're capturing business cards or something else at the end, which we all know that's difficult to do too. So a service like Lead Digits from Lead Pages will help you do that. You all know I like Click Funnels. The reason why I like Click Funnels is a guy that built that, Russell Brunson, built a software as a service uh, software company from scratch, and it's about three, a little over three years old right now, with no outside funding at all, and has built it from the ground up and stepped into the space of entrepreneurs who really needed something that were going to help them get some landing pages out there to get some sales pages, opt-in pages, things like that very quickly. You don't need to have a tech degree. You don't need programmers. You don't need um, all these digital marketing specialists. You can do it yourself, and it allows you to be much more nimble. And so that's why I like that one in particular. There's some other tools that I think will serve people that aren't necessarily with email marketing. Well, let me mention some email marketing options for you. Uh, MailChimp is a good choice for beginners. If you're just learning, I would check out MailChimp. There's another one called ConvertKit. And there's another one called Drip. Those would be some of the ones I would check out to begin with. uh, Most of those let you start for free. If you have a very small list, and that way you can learn the ropes. And the other thing is the thing that you want to be very cautious of is, are these different tools that you're getting, do they play well together? Do they? do they integrate well do they have um, a back end what we call an api and software speak do the do the software programs talk to each other in the back end and all the things i've mentioned to you so far all play very well together uh, so you want to make sure you're doing that sometimes there's this obscure thing that looks really good and it's cheap and the reason why it's obscure and it's cheap is because it doesn't play nice with everybody else and so you could get it it could serve your very quick immediate need but you're going to find over the long haul that it doesn't integrate with everything else. So integration is another thing you want to be concerned with. Uh, Let's see. There's lots of other tools I could talk about for kind of project management and collaboration. There's one called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. That is a wonderful tool. Uh, Here's one that people don't even know that they have access to. There's one called Google Voice. Google Voice. If you have a Gmail account, and I think this is U.S., And some parts of Canada, you can actually get a free phone number from Google. So you basically could have a business line that has fully integrated voicemail, text messaging, all that stuff, and it's free. So Google Voice is another option. So let me stop there because I could talk about these all day. If you have one in particular or a category you want me to get into, I could certainly do that, but those should uh, help people get started.
1: Yeah, no, I I find it interesting because – let let's go back to I love the the lead digits that you were talking about in collecting that from stage um i I have a lot of of speakers and coaches that follow this podcast and um you know I think when when click funnels clicked in for me and, and that aha moment generated, I looked back and I was like, man I've been speaking for ten years and didn't do that and and and, and the biggest thing was and oh, inevitably, almost every time, hey, can we have a copy of your slides? Sure, I'll just give it to, you know, whomever I'm speaking for. And what a missed opportunity that was to, because those people are obviously interested enough to at least, you know, capture the slides. Um, and, and that was a big thing. So I did this week, watching through your mentorship, and I can't remember that the young lady who did it, but the cards on Vistaprint. Mm-hmm. And have all of those set up uh, for the engagement that I've got coming up on the 14th. So I'm going to try that out.
2: Yeah. So you bring up a couple of good things and that was Allison um, little actually that yes. did that and Mona um, uh, has done some of that as well. Some folks that are in our Facebook group. So um, yeah, one of the strategies there, so let me elaborate on that strategy for the slides a little bit. So if you're a speaker and you're using something like lead digits or what Rick's talking about is you can put uh, business um, index cards or branded cards from Vistaprint, or you could just do an index card if you don't have those things and Somewhere in your presentation, somewhere in your slides, you put up a slide that has a ton of resources on it, maybe a list of phone numbers, maybe a list of websites, maybe you know, a lot of stuff there. And when you see people start to take out their phones to try to take a picture of that slide, you just move on to the next slide very quickly. And you'll see everyone kind of get disgruntled in the audience and you say, oh, I get the impression that perhaps you might like this slide or all these slides. Is that accurate? And almost everybody's like, yes. That's where you can say, okay, well, there's cards at your table. Uh, Just put your name and email address on there. Make sure I get them at the end. And not only will I send you today's slides, but I also have some other resources I'll give you. And I'm doing a free call next week on this, that, or whatever, or a free webinar. I'll be happy to add you to the list to that, you know, whatever thing you want to do. And again, so you're adding value. You're giving them a resource. You're adding additional value, some bonus value later on. And when you do things like that, you'll convert 80, 90% of the room pretty easily. Uh, and then you can follow up with them. So again, when you're doing these speaking engagements for a lot of people, like in, in this situation here, I am coming on your show. Many of the people that listen to your show have no idea who the heck I am. So if I came on here and said, hey, I got this thing, it's a $1,000, I'm going to sell it. And if you buy it in the next hour, I'll sell it to you for $500. Nobody, no matter how good that offer was, would want to buy it because they don't know who I am, right? So a lot of speakers are going into these audiences and saying, hey, I have this really cool thing go buy it at the back of the room, but I've only heard you speak for 40 minutes. I still don't know if I know you, like you, trust you, whatever. And so I'm not sure I'm going to buy your thing. But if I capture their email address and I can have a conversation via email over the course of a couple weeks or a month, and then I make that offer, I'm going to convert a much greater percentage of those folks. And so for many, many people, that should be their strategy, how to capture as many leads as they can and then nurture those leads through an email conversation and then make the sale 30 days later, 45 days later or whatever.
1: Yeah, the master of that to me is Roddy Galbraith, right, from the John Maxwell team when when he's doing the, he's got all the uh, Maxwell method of speaking up and so he flips it on and you can see, you know, 2,000 people in the audience bring the phone up and he flips it and it goes down and then he comes back to it, he goes up and then he flips it and then he, he makes it a game. But it's, it's, it's a great technique to kind of get people wrapped into not only the importance of the slide, but to, he goes, you know, then I'll send you the slides later, right? But it, it's a great kind of wrapping of, hey, if you, if you get into mentorship, you get these slides and we're going to take you through these 26, you know, points. But uh, that whole little game with the phone is phenomenal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just a great way to add value. And frankly, it'll let people concentrate on your speech or your talk. A lot of times I'll just say, listen, I know you're all trying to take notes How about this? I'll just send you the slides when we're done. You just take the pertinent notes that kind of jump out at you. Don't worry about trying to copy down my slides word for word. Just, you know, enter your name and email address or whatever the case may be. I'll make sure you get them. And that way they can enjoy that session with me a lot better. And to be honest with you, not many people are doing this. Not many speakers are doing this. And so I get a lot of people when I go and do speaking engagements are like, man, I saw, you know, seven, eight, 10 people at this conference over the last couple of days. And you're the only person that did that. How come nobody else is doing it? like, I don't know. They're not paying attention, I guess. It's, it's not hard to do. It doesn't need to be a, a totally uh, technological solution. You could do it with index cards or branded cards through Vistaprint or whatever, or you can use one of these services, Twilio, lead digits, whatever. But um, yeah, if you're, again, if you're not, the the moral of the story is collect the leads, collect the email addresses.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and again, you got to be intentional in doing so because i I've got ten years of, of lost opportunity that that I've got to now double back on and some and it's interesting because um, as I've gone through this for a month now and I've been pretty intentional on in at least four or five emails a week, and again, I'm more on the ninety percent value ten percent hey, here's you know what we've got going on um, there's been new opportunities that are hitting me in my business um, that I didn't even see coming so people from my past they were like hey you know I was just thinking about you and we've gotten new leads and new opportunities and bigger consulting engagements because of that nurturing side of adding value via the email process so it's not just about selling whatever informational product you have or you know selling this or selling that it's it's really that nurturing side
2: yeah and just staying in front of people because again you don't you don't know what their timing is for whatever it is you're selling and if you're selling a big ticket thing you don't know what their budget cycle is. You don't know any of these things. So you want to be the last one that was in front of them, adding value in that subject before they make this decision. And if you're doing that on a consistent basis, like you said, they'll go, Oh yeah, Rick does this. Let's call Rick. And now you have new business.
1: Yeah. It makes, it's one of those things. It makes way too much sense, but then you feel so dumb for not doing it for so long. <laughs> and I'll just, I'm at least I'll claim that side of it. I'll say I feel so dumb for, for doing it for so long.
2: Me too. I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing about six years ago and I went to an event and somebody shared all this stuff with me and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like you. Like I've wasted a lot of time. Now I got to figure out how to do this and now I do it much better. Uh, And there's people that do it much better than me and I follow them and pay attention to them and that's always evolving. So, uh, but if you're not doing any of this stuff now, uh, I, you know, I've heard somebody say the best time to start building your email list was 10 years ago, the second best time is now. So if you're not doing it, start doing it.
1: And it's, it's changed my whole experience online as well because now as I'm scrolling through Facebook, or that, I was like, well, I, I know exactly where they built that ad. Yeah, I, know, I know where that's coming from, right? Yep. It's, it's changed everything on how I view just my whole social experience. Yep, that's when, once
2: you get a peek behind the curtain, you see things in a whole different light.
1: Yeah, I'm mean, even sitting there going, how did they retarget me? Where, where did I leave that breadcrumb? So, anyway, <laughs> so we could do that. So, we're going to take our final break here. We're going to be right back with Dave Gambrough. You're listening to Rick Morris and the Work Life Balance.
3: In today's hyper fast, super competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive.
0: You are tuned in to the Work Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1 472 5790. Again, that's 1 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work Life Balance.
1: And we're back for our final segment of the Work Life Balance this Friday afternoon. Been talking to Dave Gambrel all hour. He's a digital marketing expert, original founder uh, or founding member of the John Maxwell team, and my personal mentor in the digital marketing realm. So, uh, one question we like to ask everybody, uh, Dave, and everybody that's joined us is uh, what's some of the best advice you've ever received?
2: I think some of the best advice I ever received was uh, actually from my father when I was about 15 years old. And I cannot remember the transgression that got me grounded. (laughs) I really cannot, cannot. And I was not in trouble all that often to this extreme, but I was grounded for a pretty long period of time. And my dad handed me a book and said, you can be done being grounded when you can give me a book summary on this book. And the book he handed me was How to Win Friends and Influence People. Wow. So, you know, as a teenager, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Wh- whatever, dad. Uh, sure, I'll do it. But I think that began my path of personal growth and development, understanding those things. And there's so many nuggets in that book about how to connect with people and how to add value to people and how to focus on putting other people first, uh, how to have an abundance mindset, things like that. And so that was probably the best advice I ever got because that really started the foundation for everything else I heard. Because then, when other people gave me advice from there on out or, or said things like that, most teenage kids would not be paying attention to those things. It would not have absorbed those nuggets. But to me, because I had that foundation now, when other people would say profound things or powerful things like that, I heard them with new ears and a new mindset. And so I was able to capture them. And here I am. Years later, you know, sharing the stage with people like Les Brown, John Maxwell, interviewing Seth Godin for two hours on stage. Like, I don't think any of that stuff would have happened for me if I didn't start on that path back as a teenager.
1: Uh, and I was there for the Seth Godin thing, which was incredible. Seth was amazing.
2: Yes. Uh, it's hard to stay in that guy's head for two hours. He's, he's brilliant. And uh, I was very tired after that. I went right out to the pool there in Orlando and took a nap.
1: Because- uh, we were all exhausted. <laughs> but that guy just gives and gives and gives. But yeah. he he was, but he, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I came back, I do a, a show after every IMC and I just detox, right? I just talk about, you know, what I heard, what I experienced. And and he challenged me with, you know, are you a, an entrepreneur or a freelancer? When we got into that whole conversation, yeah. he blew my mind. It was incredible. Yeah. And my daughter, I gotta share this with you. So my daughter's 17, and anytime she's in trouble, and I go into her room, um, she's got to open. <laughs> I don't know if she's reading it, but she's got to open. Uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn for teens. So she's she's got her nose in that book, and I think that's her way of saying, hey, I'm sorry. Let's uh, l- let's make up." <laughs> so. There you
2: go. She, <laughs> she has a great dad that's putting that book in her hands.
1: So, <laughs> so um, you got some things coming up you'd like to promote.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I always have some things coming up. The big thing is if people just want to connect with me, I'm not hard to find on the internet. My last name is Gambrill. It's spelled G-A-M-B-R-I-L-L. If you search it, you're going to find me. Dave Gambrill, it's not hard to find me. And basically, you can get in touch with me. Whatever channel you want to try to get in touch with me on, I'm just about everywhere. I don't spend a lot of time on Pinterest, to be honest. I don't (laughs) spend a ton of time on Twitter either but I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, whatever. Uh, we do, if you're friends with me on Facebook or you want to find me on Facebook, we do have uh, I have this thing called Digital Marketing Mentorship with Dave Gambrel, where we talk about this stuff on a consistent basis. And the cool thing is what's happening uh, for me is there's a lot of people that are new into the space and they're asking me questions and it's giving me a reminder of what it's like to be a beginner in digital marketing. And so it's really neat to have this audience of people on there that are asking these questions. It allows me to add value to people in a group setting. It doesn't cost anything. It's a Facebook group and people are helping each other now in the group because I've kind of seeded that group with some initial people that came in and then they're learning and folks like you and some of the other Facebook groups, you're learning. And then when new people come in and ask questions, you now have the experience to answer them. So it's really evolved and it's been really cool. So if people want to join me there, that would be great. And I can share all these other resources. And I often give you a peek behind the curtain, if you will, in terms of what my next things are, or I partner a lot with other people in the personal growth and development space to do product launches, affiliate launches, things like that. So if you're looking to figure out how to best position yourself in the marketplace or what a product launch might look like or how to do it in the way that most of the most successful people are doing it, we talk about stuff like that in that group. So those would be the things that I I would say. Uh, I don't have any speaking engagements that are public coming up. A lot of the stuff I do are are private events. Um, But if I do have public ones, I usually announce them through that Facebook group as well.
1: Yeah, and and again, I can't thank you enough for for doing that. Not only learning from you, but like you said, other members, and we're all kind of jumping in with each other. So I can just speak from my personal experience. It's helped me tremendously. Um, Even you know, saved money as a as a small business owner. I was able to consolidate tools, get rid of some stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing anyway, uh, and really just became laser focused. So I can't you know personally thank you enough. Uh, for you putting your time into it and and again showing me a different way of doing it I love the way that you go about it because you know quite frankly uh, when I signed up for ClickFunnels you're like hey use my affiliate link you're gonna buy it anyway but I get a little money and that's gonna compensate me for putting my time in this way but you know, it's a brilliant way to market, and, and it was a, a cool way to do it. It's a great way to share knowledge and, and build a group. So again, I just want to thank you for for doing what you're doing, and you're putting in. You know, it's a 10x amount of time that you're putting in for for what you know. I know ClickFunnels is is reimbursing you on the backside of that, but um, it's it's been an incredible process for all of us that that are participating.
2: Well, thank you. And I'm just doing, you know, I'm, I'm doing what they say in software of eating my own dog food, right? I'm nurturing that audience. Um, you know, there's people there that are not ready to take any action right now. They just are gathering information. Uh, and if I just continue to add value there and and answer questions and, and build a community, then when people are ready, you know, what's that old saying? Um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? I'm there. I'm helping people out. There's no hard sell. There's no push. I just, I'm answering questions. And when they're ready to go, they're ready to go. And then that way, I'm there for them to help them out. But thank you for uh, your kind words and thank you for setting the example in there because there's a lot of people that are in there saying they want to get stuff done and like anything else, you get a bell curve response. There's some people like you that are out there getting it done and making things happen and there's other people claiming to want to do it and they're not really showing any results. So you are one of the people that's setting a great example in those groups and I appreciate it.
1: I appreciate you, brothers. Thank you so much for joining us uh, and uh, we got to have you back. You got to come back. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Absolutely. So that's all for us on this edition of the Voice uh, America show here at the Work Life Balance. Uh, next week we're going to have Colin Ellis on the show. Now uh, Colin literally is my European counterpart. Uh, if if you just took me and had me uh, born in 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 Europe and raised in Europe, I mean two two almost identical minds in how we approach project management, how we think about project management. But Colin is absolutely hilarious so it's going to be a fantastic time next week you have to join us for that show you got to get onto the zoom because you got to see this guy he's a a nutcase Uh, but I mean that in 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 all the love and all the ways that uh, that I can say so we we met each other uh, doing a speaking engagement I believe is like in Missouri somewhere um, and just had a phenomenal time together have stayed connected ever since and so I'm so excited to have him on the show week after that we're gonna have Mark McAuliffe on the show he's also a John Maxwell team member Uh, Phenomenal leadership resource, and and he's going to have some incredible pearls of wisdom for us uh, on the show as well. So stay with us. Um, You can go to rickamorris.com slash voiceamerica to register for the Zoom broadcast and see our guests live now, as well as all the different ways you can interact with the show. So you can subscribe on iTunes. You can go to voiceamerica.com. You can go to rickamorris.com slash voiceamerica. You can grab it on the Android uh, as well as get all of the different apps to interact with us. So we appreciate you guys. We love you, and we will talk to you next Friday. You've been listening to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance.